Hi, I'm Chris McBrien. And I'm Derek Myers. Here at Pop Goes Your World, we've received a lot of great feedback on how much people enjoy the trivia segments that we do at the end of every episode. So we've decided to go back and put together compilations of the Fun with Yancey and Fun with Caveman segments we've done over the years as a set of bonus episodes. We hope you enjoy the fun. Episode 68, Raiders of the Lost Ark Movie Review. Fun with Yancey. Okay, so it's over to you, my friend. Uh, you want to give me some trivia from Raiders of the Lost Ark and see how well I remember this movie from when I was 11? Yeah, sure. So I had 17 questions originally, and they've been uh, whittled down substantially. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had 17 questions. You know, you, I've been avoiding, I've been avoiding IMDb. I've been avoiding, um, you know, Wikipedia, everything like that. Like, I'm trying to go to, like, you know, blogs and, obscure, like, Obscure, really, obscure stuff. Yeah. Really, really obscure stuff. And, like, it's obviously to no avail. It, it doesn't matter because you, you know, these movies very well. But, um, Sorry. all right. So the first question. So you mentioned Lawrence Kasdan. He developed the film with Steven Spielberg. And, uh... Lucas was named the main character. He decided to make it Indiana Smith, and they decided to change the name because they thought that it sounded too much like Steve McQueen's uh, Western Nevada Smith character. Okay. So where did the name Indiana Jones originate from? Oh, where did was, they get it? From? It was Lucas's wife's uh, dog was a Malamut. Correct. Okay. And, 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 was... and as another tie-in, he, you could, <laughs> Lucas used to drive around in his truck with the dog sitting beside him, and that's where he got the idea for Chewbacca. Oh, gosh. Driving I really around. thought that that was like the one. I thought that was the one that was going to stump you. But oh, was that evidently... another question, too? No, I mean, oh. that was oh. I mean, you basically got, I was going to ask what the breed of dog was, but you, oh, you knew that one. Too. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. OK. All right. So uh, this is an easy one. Yep. So uh, during this time, uh, the German army entered the Rhineland. Uh, Jesse Owens won four gold medals in the Olympics. Uh, Indiana Jones was all over South America looking for a hidden temple that housed a golden idol. All of these events took place at the exact same time. What year was this movie taking oh, place in? When was this movie set? I will say 1936. You nailed it. Yes. Because of crazy. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one. I've never heard of this before. Okay. Uh, that's why it stood out to me. Maybe they mention it more in the sh in the movie than I I remember. But uh, whenever he's looking into the tomb, okay, what kind of snakes does Salah say are oh. inside? What is the specific type of snake? Asps. Very dangerous. Ah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you should go first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question. A chunk of this film is based in Nepal. Obviously, yep. uh, Marion's bar is based in Nepal. That's where he meets her and asks for a drink and stuff. Yep. Can you name me the present day capital of Nepal? Oh, cheapers. Uh, no, I couldn't even tell you past what, what a capital Nepal is. I'm just trying to think. Uh, no, I can't, can't think of it. <laughs> It's actually Katmandu. Oh, Katmandu. Oh, I knew that. This, oh, is, too, not, yeah. uh, this is not technically a, a Raiders of the Lost Art question, right. but I have but, to be creative. <laughs> no, of course. It's all good. <laughs> uh, in what Egyptian city do the Nazis try uncovering the Ark? So that main city where you see them doing all the digging and stuff. Right. What is the name of the Egyptian city? Tanis. Tanis. Very yes. good. Yeah. Okay. Um, where else are we? So you remember, Indy did indeed, he actually retrieved the Ark, and uh, him and Marion chartered a boat to take them wherever. Can you remember the name of the boat that they chartered? Oh, yeah, it was, um, oh, what the heck was the name of it? It was like Wind, 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 yes. was, was it the Windu? It was the Bantu Wind. The Bantu Wind. Oh, it was kind of close. Jeez, yeah. I'll give you half credit. That was actually pretty close. Kind of close, almost, yeah. Okay, so can you name the uh, captain of the ship that Indiana and Marion leave Cairo on? So the name of that pirate oh, ship. Oh, Captain. Oh, it escapes me now. 
Oh, the guy with the sweater and the hat. No, I know it, you can pull this out. Come on, oh, Chris. No, I, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It is Captain Katanga. Katanga, that's it. Yes. Katanga. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mentioned at the top of the show, can you name to the minute the exact runtime of Raiders of the Lost Ark? I, it, was a, it was an hour and 55 minutes, right? 55 minutes. Okay. Um, I didn't mean to mention it during the show, but that was one of my... I, I, I only knew it because you mentioned it during the show. So that's good. Okay. So this... Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, it was nominated for 23 awards, and it won – I'm sorry. It was nominated for 33 awards and won 30. Can you name the number of Oscars and which Oscars this film won? It was nominated for – it was up for nine, um, but it won all the technical stuff. Like it won like you know editing and sound and all that stuff, but the one that it didn't get was um, score. It didn't get the score. And I remember that because it had such a great score, but Chariots of Fire got it. But it didn't get any of the big ones. It was up for, it was also up for Best Picture, was up for Best Director. Didn't get either of those. Um, had no acting awards in it. But it was all the technical stuff. It's like Best Sound, Art Direction, you know, stuff like that. Yep, you're almost 100%. It was, uh, they won it for Best Art Direction and Set Direction. Best visual sound, effects, stuff like that. Best yeah. Film Editing and yeah. Best Effects and Visual Effects. Yeah, so yeah. I will give you credit for that. That was actually pretty outstanding. Okay. Um, so last, no, I have a couple more questions. Uh, there is a character in this, a minor character, his name, I'm sorry. The actor that plays him is known as William Hootkins. He played a Nazi who was a major. Can you name this major's last name? Yeah. Major Eaton at the beginning of the movie. Major Eaton. Yeah. Correct. He was probably my relative or something. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and lastly, can you give me. I, if you can get within ten million dollars, I will give you, I will give you all the props in the world. First, give me the budget. Oh, I know the budget Second, was the budget was eighteen million because they tripled the budget uh, on the movie. Yeah, and you, you want to know how much they made? They made like three hundred eighty million dollars. Uh, three hundred and eighty nine million. Woo! So you were you were literally right there. <laughs> yes, okay. Baby. Honestly, this is pretty. Uh, this is pretty impressive, Chris. I I'm not, not gonna lie. Absolutely love Raiders of the Lost Ark. Episode 69, Romantic Comedies. Fun with Yancey. Okay, so you know what, Yancey? One of my, we've been doing this now for 69 episodes, as you know, as you pointed out, Mr. Juvenile. Um, So we've done this show enough that, you know, one of my favorite things to do is I love playing the uh, winner's circle from the $100,000 pyramid. Correct. You've made this known. Yeah. So we're going to do it again. So here we go. Okay, so here's how it works, okay? I'm going to give you clues, okay? And all you have to do is guess the movie that's associated with the clues. To make it easy, you know, going in, every movie is a romantic comedy, okay? So it's easy. And also, I went it really... simple enough. I went even easier on you, Yancey, because the oldest movie is from 1998. They're all millennial films, just for you. So it's your generation... <laughs> Okay. Okay. Super easy. I give you. You're just clues. setting it up to look that much worse whenever I bomb it. That's okay. how. That's how this segment works. It's called fun <laughs> with Yancey for a reason. I have fun with you. So here's okay. how. So again, I'm going to give you clues, and very easily you name the movie. Okay. Correct. Are you ready? Let's do it. Here goes. Jason Siegel's penis. <laughs> Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> ben Stiller. Cameron Diaz, the Farrelly brothers. Oh, uh, there's something about Mary. Yes. 
Gold Digger, LeBron James, Bill Hader, Knee Surgeon, Amy Schumer, 2015. I know the movie, but I don't know the name, Chris. Judd Apatow. Pass. Action figures. Video games. Appliance store. Paul Rudd. Catherine Keener. Steve Carell. Celibacy. Oh, 40-year-old virgin. There we go. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Renee Zellweger. Hugh Grant. Single woman. Single British woman. Weight conscious. Colin Firth. Oscar nomination. Zellweger Oscar nomination. Uh, Underwear. 2001. Is it 10 Things I Hate About You? No. Uh, no? Pass. Uh, Christmas. London. 10 different stories. 2003. Hugh Grant. Emma uh, Thompson. Kira Knightley. Andrew Lincoln. God, I have no idea. Pass. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth. <laughs> No idea. Oh, man. Oh, man. We ran out of time anyway. So, ah, didn't do so good. So the ones that you missed, that one was Love Actually. Was it? Love Actually. <laughs> and the other one you couldn't think of, the Renee Zellweger, Hugh Grant, weight conscious British woman was Bridget Jones's Diary. I've never seen it. Can you believe that? Is that yeah, bad? You've heard of it. And the other one that you didn't know, Gold Digger and Bill Hader and Amy Schumer was Trainwreck. Ah, that's what it's called. Okay. They're all, so I tried to make it easy for you, this young man. I tried to make it easy for you, give you all millennial movies. Still fun, though, nonetheless. Episode 70, Contact Movie Review. Fun with Yancey. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to drop some trivia on you since you like this movie so much that, you know, you nominated it. So we mentioned the movie Yancey was directed by Robert Zemeckis, right? However... Roland Joffe was originally the director. He was slated to direct the film, but he dropped out. Yancey, can you name the 1984 film that Roland Joffe is best known for directing? Hint. I cannot. Hint. hint no. I made you watch it on this podcast. Uh, it's about journalists from 1984. Oh, The Killing Field. There we go. Let's see. I gave Was that 1984 too? I, yeah, I can't remember. 1984. Yep. Okay. So um, we mentioned the the um, star power of Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey in this movie. But even with them, Contact was only nominated for one Academy Award, and that was Best Sound. Okay. And it even lost in that category to the movie that won Best Picture that year. Yancey, can you name the movie? that won the Best Picture Oscar and basically swept the awards in 1997. Oh, um... Tons of awards. Huge movie. Oh, uh, Silence of the Lambs? No, that was 93. 1997. Give me a hint, Chris. Oh, I have a real sinking feeling that you might not get this. Yeah, I don't know. Titanic. Oh, sinking, you bastard. Just, I just <laughs> telegraphed this stuff for you. You are such a dad. You're like a crazy dad. <laughs> you said you wanted a hint, so I gave you one. I don't know. <laughs> to me, that sounds like a hint. I don't know. Uh, okay, so Carl Sagan, we mentioned him, and he wrote the book that was adapted into this movie. Now, 
But the thing is, Carl Sagan, as I mentioned, I kind of dropped his name a couple of times. He was most famous, not just for his writing, but he did a 13-part television series in 1980. Yancey, can you name the television series that made Carl Sagan a household name? Cosmo. Yes! Oh, yes. It probably cost billions and billions of dollars, too. Um, he used to say that on the show all the time. Um, okay, beginning of the movie. By the way, I, I one thing I didn't mention was the first time, because we had so long to watch this movie, right? The first mm-hmm. time, you're going to kill me. The first time that I went to watch this movie, I fell asleep. That doesn't surprise me. And it was about an hour and I fell asleep. Now, it's not just because I'm bored. It's because, like, I'm old, right? You know, because I'm just like this, you know, old, decrepit human being. So I fell asleep. But anyway, um, (laughs) in the beginning of the movie, bud, um, (laughs) Ellie, she was a little girl. Remember, she uses the ham radio and she's in Wisconsin. And she uses this ham radio to contact somebody from a far away city. Do you remember the city that the person lived in that she contacted? I know it's in Florida. Yes, it's in your home state. That's why I thought you might get it. I can't remember the exact town, so I'm going to say like Key West or Miami. No, it's it's neither. It's Pensacola, Florida. Okay, that's another Florida city, so at least I got the state right. Okay, uh, Tom Skirt, he plays David Drumlin in this, okay? And John Hurt plays S.R. Haddon, right? That eccentric guy, right? Mm -hmm. In what, Yancey, in what 1979 science fiction film did Skirt and Hurt previously co-star together? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Chris. You know those two actors. You saw them in this movie. You know this other movie. They were in it together. It's Alien. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I honestly, that's John. That's John Hurt's the guy that the, the 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 thing came bursting out of his stomach. Remember the guy. Remember the guy in Alien who the the, the thing comes out of his stomach. That's the old guy, S.R. Haddon. Oh, no, you're you're I'm not I'm not disputing it. It's just it doesn't it doesn't strike a bell with me. I thought you haven't seen Alien, Chris. Yeah, well, yeah, but you loved Alien. So I figured you'd be able to get this. OK, so uh, uh, Tom Skirt, I just was talking about him. So his character in the movie, as I mentioned, is David Drumlin. Right. So mm-hmm. before they did the test run of the travel machine, the first one, right, the first mm-hmm. one, not the second one that we had hidden over here. But when they did before they did the test run, Drumlin, the character, he referred several times to the robot's name. Remember, they had a robot that was going to sit in there. And he says, we lovingly call him what name? Oh, what was the human name given to the robot that sat in for the test of the travel machine? I can't remember. This is going to make me so upset. It was Elmer. 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 Yeah. Mm. Okay. So the last. Good trivia question. Yeah. yeah, Okay. So the last one. I'm going to give you four movies, and I want you to do me a favor and tell me what do the following films all have in common. Okay. Are you ready? Is this going to hurt my feelings? No, of course not. Con Air. (laughs) Con Air. Okay. My Best Friend's Wedding. Batman and Robin. And George of the Jungle. What do those four movies have in common? Uh, same again. Con Air. Mm-hmm. My Best Friend's Wedding. Okay. Batman and Robin. And George of the Jungle. Four movies have something in common. What do they have in common? Yes. Did they also come out in 1997? They did, but there's more to it than that. Well, hey, I got that part right. I feel great. They <laughs> they all made more money at the box office than content. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, maybe it will hurt your feelings. Don't feel bad, though, Yancey, because contact did make more money than Soul Food, Home Alone 3 and Good Burger. So you got that going for you. So wow. Okay. OK. Yeah. 
Episode 71, The Princess Bride Movie Review. Fun with Yancey. Okay, it's over to you, my friend. Uh, this I nominated this movie, so now I guess I, you got to put my put me on the chopping block here and give me some trivia. So what do you got? Okay, per the usual, um, you knocked out a lot of them by just talking about the film. Obviously, you know a lot. Uh, that's not a secret. That's well established in like the history of the show. Like Chris knows a lot about these movies and to his credit, like he actually goes in and like researches them and like learns about them and knows links between different movies and actors and directors and stuff. So well done on your part. Um, so first question, it's a really easy one. Uh, what year was the princess bride released? In 1987. And it was based off of the book. Yeah. What year was the book released? Uh, the book came out in 1973. Okay. I thought you might not get the book. I knew you'd definitely get the movie, obviously, but so well done. Okay, so William Goldman, uh, he won two Oscars for Best Writing. Can you name the two films that he won them for? Obviously, he directed this film as well. Man, just trying to think with Butch Cassidy and All the President's Men, I'll go with those two. Yep, you nailed it. Two for two. I think I said directed. I think I just meant wrote. wrote I think you know you said writing. You said writing. Okay, sorry. All right, so um, Robin Wright, the lovely, talented Robin Wright, can you name the year in which she was born? And I'll give you a hint. Uh, I reference my parents a lot in this show. This is the same year that they were born. It is also the year that the shoe Vans first was created. What is the year? Well, she was 21 when she made this in 1987, so that would put her back to 1966. Well done. Very well. Math is good. Okay. So let me ask you, we, we talked about Rob Reiner a little bit. Uh, yes. Oh, Rob that guy Reiner. has that guy has some work, man. You want to talk about just how many different things he's a part of as, as an actor, a director, a writer, just has his hands in all kinds of different projects. Really impressive. Uh, can you name the film that he directed before The Princess Bride and also after The Princess Bride? The um, two films immediately sandwiching The Princess Bride. So I will say, would Stand By Me? Stand by Me is one. Yeah, Stand by Me came out before because yeah, because he. I mentioned the sure thing in Spinal Tap. He did Stand by Me, and right after it, I think he did Misery, if I remember correctly. Is that right? Uh, it's actually when Harry met Sally. Oh, when Harry met Sally, of course. Yeah. Oh, misery man. was right there too, though. As I looked it oh, up, um, yes. I think you were one film off. But oh, yes. so close. Still pretty impressive, though. Still have credit. Yeah. Okay, so the quote: "His eyes are like the sea um, after a storm." That's what she references talking about. Uh, her love I, I actually forgot his name too was it wesley wesley, or? wesley yep um west wesley like west and then lee west lee wesley right? yep so she, once again she says his eyes are like the sea after a storm that is a reference to what oh I in real life i i don't know uh it is actually a painting by the same name by the irish painter francis darby that was created in 1824 oh how can i not know that <laughs> I, I assumed, honestly, Chris, I assumed that you would have looked it up. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know how many times I write down questions and I'm like, surely he won't get this. And then, surely <laughs> and then boom, I drop it. it. Yeah. Okay. I got another one about Andre the Giant. Oh, sure. Andre right. the Giant. So this is tangential to the actual movie itself because I've, 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 I've had to become more creative with these. If I'm just reading off you know, trivia and stuff online, you're going to get it if it's directly relating to the movie. But Andre the Giant, he played a pivotal part in this, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned him wrestling against uh, Hulk Hogan, you know, very, very famous wrestler. Unfortunately, he died when he was, I think, 47 or 48. Yeah. Um, he was, however, inducted into the World Wrestling Entertainment Hall of Fame. Can you name the year that he was inducted into said Hall of Fame? Uh, I'll guess the same year he died. I'll say 93. It was 1993. Oh, yes. I I had to take a guess on that one. (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay. um, Can you name the actor who played the albino? 
Oh, Robbie, was it Robbie Coltrane? It was Mel Smith. Oh, Mel Smith. Oh, Mel so Smith. Oh, yeah. so I was thinking Robbie and Coltrane. And weirdly enough, I didn't mention this. I know we're in trivia now, but I did not realize at the time that it was Billy Crystal that played the uh, the miracle guy. It was him and Carol Kane in those in those roles. Yeah. Yeah. That was one, um, one other thing I just want to mention, if I could just jump in for a second, because we didn't mention yeah, sure. it. And I think this is something that's lost in this movie because it happens during the credits is the song Storybook Love. That's done by Willie. Willie. It's so good. So Willie DeVille and Mark Knopfler, Mark Knopfler, the guitar player from Dire Straits, obviously, they teamed up and they did this song, Storybook Love, at the end. It was up for an Oscar for best song. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, didn't win because I've had the time of my life from Dirty Dancing, kind of swept that one. But um, it came out the same year, so you're going to beat it, right? But I just, and and, and that song, like, like elements and the melody of that song are woven as an instrumental throughout the movie. And that song is really, really good. So anybody that, that wants to, you just go and you can find it on YouTube or something like that. But Storybook Love, the uh, the song by Willie DeVille and Mark Knopfler, it's really, really, really good. I did not know that he had a part in this. Yeah. I will say this, Dire Straits, criminally underrated. Sultans of Swing, probably one of the greatest guitar songs of all time. I don't I know agree. how you feel about that. I, I agree um, with you 100%. And you know what's weird? I actually wrote that in my notes, too, talking about – I know we're running super long, but no, okay. uh, I, I even wrote about the, the music to it. It sounds like 16-bit, like something you would you would uh, hear on, like, the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Like, that's what the music sounded like to me. It was, like I, – I really enjoyed it. I just thought it was, like, very, like, video gamey, like, fairy tale, almost, like, Zelda-ish. You know what I mean? I just thought it worked really, really well, but I just kind of wanted to mention that. Um, let me see if I have any other trivia questions real quick you haven't answered. Uh, the two rival kingdoms in the movie, can you name them? Uh, Gilder and – oh, the other one escapes me. I just always think of Gilder. I know you know it. It's Florin. Florin. Ah, you yes. would have gotten there for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. It was actually the name of two former Dutch currencies, the Florin and the Gilden. Um, ah, that's so cool. Um, can you name the powder that was the fictional poison um, that was – you know, used inside the film. Well, Can you name the name of well, the poison? Well, well, being as the Dread Pirate Roberts, you know, spent uh, years building up an, an immunity to it, I should know that it's Iocane powder. Iocane, correct, yes. which is not real. No, but. it's yeah, make-believe. <laughs> um, I think that does it, Chris. I, I had not a bad. lot more of these. Um, can you name any famous actress that auditioned or at least put her name in for Princess Buttercup? There are three big names um, that you might be able to get. Mm, I'm just trying to think. Would like Meg Ryan be one? Meg Ryan is one. Oh, good. So there we go. I'm just trying to think of any because because again, like at the time, she, um, Robin Wright was was unknown. She was an unknown mm-hmm. actress, right? Um, but so was Carrie Elwes. Um, I don't know. I don't know Meg Ryan. I can't think of anybody else. Who... Meg Ryan was a fantastic guest. Uh, Courtney Cox was another that auditioned oh, okay. for the role. Okay, very cool. And they also said Uma Thurman, but she was turned out immediately because they said she was too exotic looking. So apparently, yeah. they were looking for a very. Um, you know, Aryan, blonde hair, blue eyed, right. you know, like your typical princess, whatever. But um, right. I thought that was pretty interesting. But very nice job, as always. You kind of outclass uh, me when it comes to the trivias. And uh, the street continues. So nice yep. job. Thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World. You can contact Chris and Derek at popgoesyourworld.com. Please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show. 